All right, it is so good to be with all of you here this morning. So great to see everybody's faces here. Awesome, awesome, man. Was worshiping together really awesome today? Yeah, awesome worshiping God together, yeah. All of you watching online, you missed it, but you're so glad that you watched it with us. We're so glad that you, that you were with us and watching and worshiping us. Wherever you're watching from, so glad uh, that, that you're taking advantage of that. And if you can make it here, man, come on down. Uh, we're ready for you. Uh, you. We got a seat ready for you to, to worship with us. We're just so glad that you're, that you're wherever you are, you're watching with us. Uh, welcome uh, to week number two uh, of the series that we are calling Be Rich, okay? And if you missed last week, uh, we opened this up by starting talking about something. We're talking about what being rich actually looks like, what it really means, uh, because here's the thing, the difference we make, wherever you are, whatever difference you already make, the difference that you make is really tied into how you approach your time and, and your resources and money and possessions and all the stuff uh, that comes your way, okay? All the things of life. And, and, and we want, I think those of us who really do love God and, and are following Jesus, I think we do want to make a big impact. We want to make a big, a big change in this world because of God and Jesus. And so what we're learning is if we want to make a big difference, then what we got to do is we got to kind of reprogram our thinking. We got to reprogram ourselves on actually first what it truly means to be rich uh, and then kind of respond in a way that God wants us to respond as someone who is in this position with the resources that not we have, but that God gave us. So that's what we've been talking about. So last week uh, we opened it up with this scripture. We're going to be looking at the scripture through the whole series. It's such an important scripture. Uh, this guy, Paul, he wrote this to a pastor of a church, and he said, hey, I want you to talk to, you, to your church about something. And here's what he said in 1 Timothy 6. He said, hey, command those, the pastor's name was Timothy. He said, Timothy, command those who are in your church who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God. So this is what Paul was telling Timothy uh, to tell the church, and this is what, what I think God is telling me as a pastor to, to tell our church. He was like, man, you gotta talk to the rich people in your church to which many of you would say well that ain't me like you know you're like I know rich people not me and that's like what we've been talking about because uh, what we discovered last week though is this is that this statement that we just let it actually applies to most everyone here and, and watching online and most everyone here that actually applies to us the truth is guy like living where we live we've been blessed We've been incredibly, incredibly blessed in this world. And some of you are still sitting there going, are you sure? Are you really sure about that? I don't know. I don't feel uh, so blessed sometimes. I don't feel that way. And here's the thing, gang. We feel that way because of all the things that kind of we encounter uh, in this culture and social media world, all the ads, all the things that we see, the things we hear, all this stuff kind of messes with this and messes with the idea of what really being rich looks like. And so then we kind of feel like all that, we don't even want this to influence us, but it kind of does. And it gets us to this area of not really feeling like we're that blessed or really we think we're missing out on this rich thing. And actually happened to me. It happened to me this past week on Monday. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the drop off dad. I drop off the kids, okay? Every day, that's why I love doing that. Uh, so I got done dropping the kids off uh, on Monday, and, and usually when I get to the church, when I drive to the church after drop-off, I listen to sports talk a little bit. Uh, and so I was listening to it on Monday, and the guys were talking about uh, the World Series. By the way, baseball's still happening. Did you know that? They still play baseball. Uh, the World Series is over, and the Washington Nationals uh, won the World Series. And so they were talking about the MVP. Uh, he was a pitcher. His name his name's Steven Strasburg. And they were talking about this guy. They're like, well, so he was the MVP of the World Series, you know, but he's leaving the team. He's leaving the Nationals. Uh, to get a better contract. They say, you know, this is, the and why not? You know, the MVP and the Washington Nationals, they knew he was going to go. So they said, well, we're going to try to make him offer anyway. So they offered it to him. And he goes, nah, it's not enough. I'm not going to take that contract. And here, here's what he turned down, everybody. This is kind of what it messes with. He turned down, you ready for this? A four-year, $100 million contract, okay? And here I am in my 99 Camry going, really? Really? 
Like, I'll pitch for like a couple dollars, you know what I mean? And, but it's like, you know, but that's, that's what messes with us. That's like kind of where we're at. That's what gets to us. And this is why I have Henry sign up for pitching lessons right now, okay? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, I don't, I'm just kidding. But even though we see it, hear that stuff, right, it messes with us. But here's the thing, even though we see it, even though we hear it, even when we, like in our, in our culture, our society, we hear that. Here's the thing, that the reality is when you look at our lives, when you look at the benefits and resources that we have here where we live and the things that we have access to compared to the rest of the world, we're incredibly rich. In fact, we talked about this last week. If you make more than $33,000 a year, you are the top 1% of income earners in the world. If you just make over $33,000, you are the top 1% in the world. And then add to that the fact that, like, you have a car. And then most people say, you know, that we even have a house for a car called a garage. Like, that's crazy to some people. Like, you have a house for a car. Like, and not only do we have a car, we probably have multiple cars. And it just it goes on and on. And we have access to pharmacies and grocery stores. And we have, you know, options and all that stuff. In fact, like, if you've ever done this, like, you're really rich. If you've ever gone to your closet full of clothes and you go, I don't have anything to wear. You're rich, okay? If you go down to your refrigerator and you open it and there's like three days worth of leftovers and you go, well, I'm anything to eat. You're rich, okay? So that's kind of where we are. So it's very important, very important to just understand that you're really blessed, that, that you're really rich. And, there, and there's nothing wrong with being rich. There's like nothing wrong absolutely with being rich. But, it, but here's the thing, here's the problem. If you don't see that you are, then you're not gonna live the way that God wants you to live with what's coming in to your life, okay? And last week we talked all about that, right? Because we, we wanna get our hearts right. We gotta get our heads right on this. Because listen, in order to do right, you gotta think right first. So that's kind of what we talked about uh, last week. And so, Today, I want to kind of move from this concept of like the fact that we are rich. And here's, here's a question I want us to ask. If you have your outlines, uh, it's on there. You can get those out. Why then did God make me rich? If we were looking at the fact that we are rich, we just didn't even really, I don't know, some of us might not even say we wanted to be, but why then did God make me rich? Okay, so we're going to talk about this. Hey, now, I think he made us rich for a few reasons. I think he made us rich for a few reasons. Um, I think, one, we can't get past the idea that I just think he wants us to enjoy uh, the, the things that he blesses us with. I think that there is a, there is a, a spiritual thing there to enjoy it, to not take it for granted. I don't think there's, there's anything spiritually bad about enjoying God's blessings and, and, and using that and saying, man, I'm going to enjoy that. I think that's one. I think there's a blessing that we should just enjoy and not take it for granted. But, but there's also another reason. There's another reason that God made you rich and made us rich. And we're gonna see the answer here in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter eight. Here's what it says to help us understand this. It says, man, you know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, though he was rich, he was rich in every way. He was like rich in every way. He, for your sakes, he became poor. He came down, he became poor so that by his poverty, he could, here it is, make you rich. So there it is. The Bible's telling you again, like you're rich and not just in wealth. We're not talking just about you're rich in so many ways. Like, that's what God's trying to get you to see, man. You are blessed. You are rich in so many ways. And the answer to the question of why God made it this way for you is in the next chapter, in chapter 9. It says this. He says, yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can, here it is, always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So why did God make us rich? Well, again, I, I don't want to go past the idea that he does want us to, to um, enjoy it, but he also made us rich not to take it all, not to consume it all, not to actually even make ourselves look like we have all this stuff and all this wealth and keep it to ourselves or boast about it or say that this is the main point of life at all or anything like that. This is saying that God made us rich in order to make a difference in this world that he made you rich to make a difference in your community and lives being changed in the name of Jesus in this world. That is why he made you rich. 
So, so we don't just take it and consume and spend. We see the bigger picture of saying, all right, man, I'm gonna do that, but I'm gonna take a portion of this. I'm gonna take a portion and I'm gonna give it to God. I'm gonna be generous with this in a God way so that people will be eternally impacted. But here's the problem, everybody. The problem is we're really bad at doing that. All right, like in, especially in, in America, we are really, really terrible at being generous with what comes our way. So I spent a lot of time this week looking at uh, numbers and statistics and not, not just like church statistics, but like Washington Post has some already. And I was reading all these articles about like how good are we at actually being generous with our money and man all these studies I don't want to get real bogged down on all these studies but I'm telling you man it is amazing if you look at statistics and studies here's what it shows this is what it shows like across the board that the more Americans make this sounds weird the more you make the less you actually give did you know that that's what all the statistics say that the more you make, the less percentage you actually give. As your percentage of income goes up, your percentage of giving and being generous actually goes down. And that doesn't even sound right, does it? But it's absolutely true. That's what we are like kind of going up against. And here's the thing, like, you can, again, you, I don't want to get wrapped up in st- the statistics, but here's what I see it pointing to, everybody. And this is why we're talking about it. It points to a real danger. This points to a danger. It points to the, to the danger that our society is pointing us to putting our hope in wealth. And anything else, because as it goes up, we're like, okay, and it actually points, it doesn't, and it doesn't get better with more income, it actually gets worse. The more we make, the, the more we need to protect it, and the more we need to keep it safe, the more, the less like we're generally, like, it's really crazy. And here's what it does, it points to more opportunity to where I see me as the source and not God. And so that's why we want to talk about this, which is why, by the way, there's a scripture in there that says, hey, Tim, tell your church, like Patrick, tell, talk to the rich people there about this. So this is what I'm doing. So let's get back to this verse uh, and let's read it again. And this is going to be the key verse for the whole series. So let's get to it again. He says, all right, command those who are rich in this present world, okay, not just to be arrogant or put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment command them to do good to be rich in good deeds we're going to talk about that next week you're not going to miss next week about what we do with just how man it's going to be awesome and to be generous and willing to share and that's what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about how being we need to be good at being rich and giving generously to what God's want and willingly giving to God's work in this community and in this world and as I studied this and I thought about how to teach about you know how do we give back to God how do we give to the church how do we do this to what God is working on the one word that I got stuck on was this word willing I love that word. I don't know, it just stuck out to me. The more and more I looked at it, the more I read about it, I love the thought of that. Even when I think about how Courtney and I give and, and the whys that we have, and especially when we give to the church. And, and here's my hope. My, my hope is that for any, anyone here who gives uh, to this church, like the, the, my hope is for you is, is what I have for me, that, that it's not a have to, everybody that I look around and it's a get to. It's like, man, I can't believe I get to get. It's a want to that I get to have this privilege of actually giving to what God is doing around. That's just where I am. And, and, and honestly, gang, I think that's the key for so many people here in this church. I think it's a, it's a get to, it's a want to. And so that's what I wanna talk about today. So I thought about how I was gonna approach this message and talking about the, the area of money. Cause man, we, we, we don't like talking about it. Uh, first of all, we really don't like talking about money, uh, but I decided, here's what I decided to do. I decided I'm gonna go another direction in teaching about this. I'm not gonna gonna teach you this aspect of like giving you all the church's needs and you gotta give and and I'm not gonna pull on your heartstrings like that or anything like that. I'm not not even gonna try to make you feel guilty. But I don't even think, I know a lot of you disagree with me. I don't even think guilting you into it works. I really don't. I know some of you like it. I don't know why. It's really weird that you like me making you feel guilty about stuff. But here's what I know happens. Because here's what happens. If I make you feel guilty, you're just gonna give until you stop feeling guilty. And in our culture, it don't take very long to stop feeling guilty about anything. You're on to the next thing. So, 
I don't even think it works like that. I just don't think that's the best way to go through this long-term impact. So I don't want to go after that. Here's what I want to go after. I want to go after being empowered and willing and eager and excited to actually give to what our awesome God is doing among us and around us uh, and in this world, okay? And that's, that's just what I wanna do. And, and you know, not use all these other, and by the way, it's not, it's not a bad thing for the church to, to talk about all the needs that they have. I just feel like I wanna talk about this from a different angle. I'm just so convinced of this, gang. I'm just so convinced of this. Like, I just think the why is way more important than the what. I think, I think the why is what God is way more concerned. I don't think God is concerned about what you give. I think what he's more concerned about is the heart and the willingness behind what you are giving and the gratefulness and understanding that's eager. I love this scripture, what Paul continues on in 2 Corinthians. He says, man, whatever you give, whatever you give, it's acceptable when, if you give it eagerly, if you give it eagerly. So, so it's vital for us to remind ourselves of the why, of like not what we do, but why we do it. Because here's the thing, gang, listen, this, if, you, if you walk away with anything today, like we gotta stay close to the why or we're gonna lose our way. You hear me? Like if we, if we gotta stay close to the whys. And so um, here's what I'm gonna do. If you see your outlines, you're gonna see what we're gonna do. I, I'm just gonna give you uh, four of my whys. Like four whys of why Courtney and I give, and specifically when why we give to this church and the way that we give to this church, okay? I'm just gonna go through uh, those. And again, these aren't exhaustive. There's only four. I don't even know if they're, like, honestly, I don't even know if Courtney would say they're her top four or not. I didn't even check with her. I don't know. Uh, but I'm just putting her in there on my story, okay? So, but no, I know that she knows that these are really important. I don't know what order she would put them in, but, but I'm gonna give you these. Uh, and here's my hope. My hope is that I go, as I go through this list of the whys, that you're challenged to really think about your why. And not just a what, that, that you're not just doing this under compulsion, that you're saying, no, no, I do have some whys. Or for some of you that you actually think about a why and you never did, of like, man, I gotta have some why. I'll just, I'm hoping this does something uh, for you that you find these yourselves or be reminded of the whys in your life so we can be encouraged and willing and eager to be and continue to be, by the way, a generous church here, a generous, generous church. Now, before I get to these whys, I, I do wanna share something with you and why I'm able to talk about it this way and, and, and not have you know the, this other stuff or these other angles. Uh, I wanna tell you, I'm actually happy to tell my church this. Whether you give here or not, like you are a part of an incredibly, incredibly generous church. I don't know if you know that, but like you are a generous church. It's actually awesome uh, for me to actually tell you that. It's, it's amazing. We, we've ne- since I've been a part of this church, we've never been in a place where we had this really strange need or that, that we had holes or deficits or never been in a loss. We've never been able, uh, not been able to do the ministry that we had to, that we felt like God wants to do. Never have you ever put us in a position of that. And I just wanna say thank you for being the generous church you are, man, because like it doesn't mean we haven't had to make tough decisions. Like we've definitely had to make tough decisions in ministry and it doesn't mean that we've never had to ramp up uh, an intense giving season in this church because I think it's important for us to do that uh, every now and then from time to time. But I mean, you never put us, our church in a position where we had to like beg, where we had to like sit there and beg and plead or anything like that. And here's the thing, gang, it just puts me in a great position to be able to talk about what I love, like of why I get to give, why I get to do this, why it's so amazing to be partnered up with God in this way. And here's the thing, we're not gonna pass buckets. I'm not, you don't have a card to sign. You don't have to give any kind of commitment whatsoever. That's not what I wanna do today. In fact, you put me in that position where I don't have to worry about that. Um, and don't make me eat my words though. But I'm just saying like, you know, I, I, I just wanna talk about the heart of giving, which I love. So, so I'm gonna tell you something. I don't know if you've ever heard pastors say, we don't need your money. Uh, okay, that's really, isn't that crazy? Like we don't, now here's the thing. I, don't, I want you to get this wrong. Like we, we that's how we do ministry. Uh, we, absolutely, we, we, it's not like we get money from anybody else, but like we, we do ministry. But here's why I'm able to say that. Because we are a church full of people that I think get the wise. 
And I want you to get on board with the people who have the wise because I'm telling you, it just frees us up. It makes us just more generous and it just, it just frees us up to actually love God more. And that's what I want to cultivate here, man. I want to cultivate and get in the right motive. So I hope it does it. And I hope, uh, I hope I, you know, I hope a month now from now, I'm not standing up here with a bucket, okay? Uh, so let's just, uh, so here's the first reason. This is my why. Again, I'm, I don't put any pressure on you for them to be your wise, but here's my first why. And it's gonna sound a little strange that this is my first one, but it's obedience. That's a huge why of why I give back to what God's doing. Okay, now, here's the thing for me. I'm sorry, I'm a little sad. That was a, that was a really, sorry, I snorted there. Um, but here's the thing for me. Like, when, when, when I was growing up, um, like, I didn't really grow up in church. I went to church when I was growing up, but I didn't, like, we didn't pray. We didn't have a Bible. We didn't really go after faith, like, anything like that. And, and I love my family and how they raised me, but, but I just didn't understand anything about God. And so didn't know a lot about church stuff. I didn't know a lot about God's stuff, but uh, I wasn't saved until I was 17 years old, and I, I didn't know a lot about God at that point in time. But here's what I know. I, I was out of control. And I went from lost to found just like that in one day, March 5th, 1995. That was it for me. I was like, okay, I didn't even want it, and it just happened. And I was like, okay. Uh, and my whole life changed. It was just like Jesus invaded my life. And, um, and so then what I did early on without going into a long story, uh, I, just, I just got with people who, I didn't have any friends who were Christians. I had none. Like I did, so my brother, who had just become a Christian the year before that, he started mentoring me a little bit. And, and then there was a guy that w- was in my town. He was a young life guy. And I knew, I was like, well, I guess he loves Jesus. So I started talking to him. And, and so they just started mentoring me about these things and helped me learn and so man I would read the Bible I didn't know anything about the Bible and when I would read and encounter things I would just say yes I mean I was just like well why wouldn't I I mean geez he just saved me so so as I would come across these things and and read these things I would I would learn what to do and I was just like well why wouldn't my my life's changed so sure God okay that makes sense and that's just kind of where I was uh with that and 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 so I think I got to this place of thinking this I really do and I got it early on I mean if if God loves me enough to save me well, then when he tells me to do something or gives me a can- command, I'm assuming that it's out of the same love. And so why wouldn't I stop? Or why wouldn't I start if he tells me to do these things? And so when I came across God's plan uh, for giving, uh, that you give a tenth back to God, I just said, well, okay. I mean, 10% back, that's a good deal for my life. Good deal. Like, good deal. 10% for my whole life, done. Like, that's easy, God. You don't even want any more of that. Are you sure? Like, that's where I was. And now I worked at Snowbiz, and I, I tithed my Snowbiz check, right? Like, shaved ice, if you don't know what that was. It was like, you know, 10 cents every month of God. Like, out of the Snowbiz check, you know? I didn't make a lot. I didn't make a lot. Uh, I ate more. I, my, my income was Snowbiz. But anyways, um, that's where I was. I don't know, gang. You know, I don't know. I, and again, I'm just telling you my wise. But man, I just think some of us need to wrestle a little bit with that. I think some of us need to wrestle a little bit with, with having a heart to, of this, especially in our culture today, man. Like, here's what I'm gonna tell you. Like, man, I just, I wanna live in a way where I just come across what God tells me to do and I'm just gonna go, yes. Like, black and white, sure, why wouldn't I? You saved me. I just think some of us need to wrestle a little bit th- with that and not care what society says, not, not care what people say. Because, man, I, I mean, giving 10% back to God, like, people are like, that's crazy. That's, I'm like, I know, but that's what God tells me to do, and it's worth my life, you know? So, uh, so, again, it's not out of obligation, out of appreciation, out of devotion. So that's the first reason we give. Here's the second reason that Courtney and I give, and it's actually out of vision. We give to vision. We give to the vision. For me, like I, I, I love the fact when I think about this church, it's not very hard for me to give to the vision of this church, everybody. Like I just sit back and I think about it and Courtney and I look and we say, man, why, yeah, I give because man, I know my giving here is really doing something in the lives of people with Jesus. Like I can see it all over. I, it doesn't take much, much to look and, and see the vision of what's happening, man. Uh, I look around, I see that I get to be a part of it and it just fires me up. Like two weeks ago, we baptized 27 people here. That fires me up. I'm like, man, I wanna be a part of that. I look at what, what we're doing with our students and our 
kids and the ministry that we give them to, to help our family be a stronger unit, the, the, the things that we do for married people to keep stronger marriages, like it's just, again, I look at that and I'm like, man, that is so awesome that I get to give to what God's doing all over the place. And not just inside these walls, but like, man, I think about Celebrate Recovery and, and Mops and Moms Next where we're actually meeting people out there with Jesus. Like we're meeting where they are with, with, with Jesus and what he can actually offer. Man, it's just so easy for me and Courtney to go, yeah, why wouldn't we give to what God is doing here? And, and we help, you know, and again, other things like Big Kick and, and Churches Left the Building. We even, I don't know if you know this, but we even help out organizations uh, that are doing really good at things that we don't do good at. Like we just don't think that it makes sense to say, well, let's try to reinvent the wheel uh, of what other organizations are doing out there to impact the community. We just try to support them uh, as best we So when you give, you're supporting other organizations. And so I thought a lot about this because um, when we join together, like when we have this united vision, we can really make a big impact. We can really change a lot of people's lives. It's actually pretty awesome in the name of Jesus to be able to do that. And so I thought about a lot of that and we thought about what to do with that. So, so here's what we did. Last week, uh, we just said, well, let's, let's see if we could show something that would actually be a good uh, uh, thing for that. So we thought, okay, if everybody gave $1, and we pulled all that together, right? A united vision. And, and then, so if every single person here gave a dollar, what would that do? How could, how could that impact somebody? So that's what we did. Last week at both campuses, we had 1,876 people between the Charleston and Taze Valley campus attend last Sunday. So we said, all right, what if everybody just gave one dollar? And let's see what that actually can do uh, as an impact in this uh, community. So let's, let's watch this. Well, thank you so much, Margaret, for sitting down and just letting us learn a little bit about this program. Can you tell us a little bit about the Sojourners? Program? Uh, yes, um, it is a shelter for the for the homeless, and we have a capacity for seventy five individuals, okay. and that consists of single women with without children, and our intact family consists of man and wife with without children, and we are actually the only facility in the valley that house men that has custody of their children. Our goal is to help them become back self sufficient. We try to move the barriers that individuals say has hindered them from moving from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. Last year, we provided services to 683 different individuals, and 88% of those individuals gained housing. 77% of those individuals gained employment, and 72% was able to maintain their employment. Our kids average a C or above. Um, with that, we have two case managers, and what they do is they meet with the individuals and they determine how and why they became homeless. Mm -hmm. And then they sit down and they develop a plan. Now this plan is done mostly with the it's participants' idea of what is it do they want from this program. Mm -hmm. So they develop the goals because if we develop them, they're not gonna take ownership. Right. So most important piece of our program is our kids. You know, because it's not the kids' fault that they ended up, their family ended up being homeless. We bridge the gap between the school system and, and all the kids. Mm -hmm. We also provide uh, three meals a day in addition to two snacks. So how long does a woman or family stay here? The majority of our individuals stay with us between three to four months, but it depends on their needs. Mm -hmm. We try to make it home-like as mm -hmm. much as possible, but still with the understanding that this is temporary. Right. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about your struggles that you face uh, with this ministry? I was, struggles is uh, just making sure that we have enough funding to have adequate staff on site, um, that we can be able to keep our doors open and continue to buy, provide these services like I said, with our budget, we're like uh, $260,000. That's what I got a 
now raise. Mm -hmm. But if you have someone that uh, is retired and like to do lunch, mm -hmm. if you have someone that um, would like to come and work within our education piece of the program, want to come in and do craft, do a picnic. You know, we we always are in need of uh, towels and washcloths. Mm -hmm. You know, they can come and read to the kids. They can come and help monitor uh, some of the activities. Do you um, have any like specific tangible, like immediate needs that you guys are kind of? Uh, Clarence, right now, he needs someone to help him fix a wall, uh, painting projects. Um, oh, we actually need a new shed. If you came in, you saw that shed out there with the the door hanging on it. Uh -huh. uh, that's a shed where the individuals put their scrollers when they come in. The scrollers don't come into the facility. So they put their scrollers in there when they come in. And then that's where we also keep the car seats that goes into the van. Thank you so much for sitting down talking to us. And we really appreciate your work that you do to helping provide meals for these women. And um, we want to come alongside you and help alleviate some of those burdens. And this month, actually, our church is learning how to just be rich. And part of that is to be rich in our giving. Mm -hmm. And so we're actually trying to figure out what it looks like if everybody would just give $1 and how that $1 can bless our community. So I actually have a check for you for $1,876. Oh, to, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't tell me. Oh, my God. To hopefully maybe you can... Help oh, replace that shed or wow. put it towards that van or any other need that you all would have to do here. Inside. Well, that is just awesome. So. <laughs> My goodness gracious. Oh, here I was thinking I was just going to be talking. <laughs> oh, but, but that is awesome because it's a team effort. Yes. Everybody plays a part, you know. All the statistics I talk about for me. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, can somebody take a picture? <laughs> can I give you a hug, too? Yes, yes. I need a picture so we can put that on our site. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. No, thank you so much. No, it's that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Man, love that. I love that. That's, a, that's the power of generosity. That's what you get to be a part of. That's like what we get to say, man, that, no, that, that, that's awesome. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to see uh, these resources go and, and let God work on that. And man, I just, I don't know if you caught some of those things that she said, but the fact that that is so generous, like where she just caught me up where she said, like these kids, like they, none of them chose to be homeless. None of them chose to be homeless. And I'm like, man, I don't, like nobody wants that problem to be around, but man, we got to be a part of that solution, everybody. Amen. Like, come on, let's be a part of that solution. And so, man, I hope you, I hope it's not very hard for you to see the vision of what we're doing, everybody. And I I hope it's not very hard for you to get a part of that, okay? That's what we want to show, okay? Man, I, 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 you know, and, and here's what I want to say. Like, I'm just going to say this, and again, this is my why, but man, like, here's what I know. This is what Courtney and I know. Like, we, I wish we could sometimes, but we just cannot say yes to everything and everybody. With, with the resources that come in. We just don't have enough. And, and we wish we could, but we just can't do that. But, but man, here's what I do. I, I get to be with you guys. I get to sit around and I get to see what God does just right here with what I'm a part of and what I do consume a little bit of and what I, what I could see God doing and, and, and all this stuff. And I see God moving. It just makes sense to at least just say yes to this movement in this church I just, that I can't consume. I just want to contribute. I want to contribute to be a part of what God's doing and, and see God do more and, and change more people and reach more people than I can on my own. Make sense, everybody? All right, man, that's the second reason, man. And here's the other, here's the third why. Uh, it's blessing. That's another why. 
But I think uh, we, we get this one a little uh, mixed up a little bit with, but so I'm gonna talk about this one get a little messed up, but, but man, here's what's true. God does wanna bless us uh, if we actually listen uh, and obey him. Like he does want us to be blessed if we have a heart in giving and being generous. God, God's word says it so clearly. He's like, man, I want to bless you. I want, if you do what I uh, tell you to do, if you have a heart that I tell you to have, man, it just says it clearly here in Malachi 3. He goes, if you do that, here's what he says to you. He says, man, if you, if you have the heart to do it and you do it in the way that I tell you, I will open the windows of heaven for you if you do it. I'm going to pour out a blessing. I love this. So great that you won't have enough room to take it in. And he goes, try it. Put me to the test. That's what God wants to do for you. He wants to bless us. And again, like the, the, here's where it gets messy. This isn't just about wealth. This isn't just about getting a lot more money so I can have a lot more money and getting more. And, and that's not the blessing, man. It's not more stuff. It's not the accumulation of things. The real blessing to me, this is just for me, like here's the real blessing that I get in this. Like the, the, I find out the more I give back to God, the more I give to him and acknowledge this and my heart changes. And here's the thing, the less the, the, there is a grip of me on of, of materialism on me. And I'm, gang, I don't know if you think much about this materialism thing, but I'm telling you it's a death grip. It's a death sentence if we let that have our hearts. It messes with our lives, it messes with our families, it messes with what we do and where we put our resources. And I've just found the more I give back to God, the less that grip of materialism uh, is on me. There's just a blessing for me in knowing that, that when I trust God, he's gonna give me what I need. Everybody, amen? Like, I mean, he's just gonna give me what I need when I trust him. Like, there have been so many times, I'm, and I've said this before, uh, it's just so true. There have been so many times in our life uh, where Courtney and I, we do our budgeting spreadsheet, and when we get down to the bottom of it, it doesn't make sense. We're like, well, it doesn't, it doesn't work out. But God works it out. Out every single time it's amazing what happens there's a blessing that happens if we say we're gonna we're not gonna waver from God's way we're gonna do it your way God we're gonna believe this works out and I'm telling you God works it out every he never leaves us in need amen everybody he never leaves us in me there's a blessing of doing it God's way it's just awesome uh, when he does it gang I believe this here's what I believe like money is just neutral it's just neutral like here's what I tell you this is all 20 bucks is just 20 bucks till God gets involved Okay? Like the disciples, when they were looking at all these people to feed, they had uh, two fish and five loaves of bread. Gang, listen, it's just two, two fish and five loaves until Jesus does something with it. God does amazing things if we want to be in his blessing. I just believe it. I hope you do too. That's the third reason why I want to do this. And here's the fourth. This is my favorite one. Uh, this is my fourth favorite. They're all favorites. Uh, here it is, joy. I love it. Like it's just so fun this is a selfish one. It's just fun to give. Like, I love it. I love being a part of it and seeing what happens. There's just a joy. There's something fun about giving and seeing what God, it's just awesome to see. And it just, I'm telling you, it just, and here, this is a selfish, it just makes me feel good. I'm sorry, but it does. I love it. Like, and I, I'm not ashamed of saying it. It makes me feel good when I get back to what God does. And, and there's also for me just this joy to respond to what God did for my life. I'm like, man, it's a joy for me, God. Like, what you did for me, it's a joy to do it. Um, I love what this says. It says, each of you should not give or should give what you have decided in your heart. You decide in your heart to give, not reluctantly, not under compulsion. That's not what God wants. For God loves a cheerful giver. I love that to help me keep, keep in check while I'm doing what I'm doing. The, the Greek word for cheerful actually in here is hilaros, okay? And that's actually where we get the word hilarious. Isn't that crazy? And it's attached to giving. So, so I, I thought a lot about that uh, as I was studying this. It's pretty, pretty neat to think about the fact that it's hilarious. Uh, but um, you know what I love? This is what I love more than anything. Like I love it when I can actually get my family to a point of laughing where it's just, con it's contagious. Like I love getting Courtney where she cries. She's laughing. So I love it. Or like when Henry or Roxy just can't stop laughing. Their faces are red and they're choking. Like it's the best. It's the best. Like I love it so much. Like I love, when I can get Chad 
Not, not just laughing, but bellyache laughing in staff meeting or something, nothing better. Like, nothing better than that. It's the best to get in there. Man, listen, think about it, man. I just thought about it. Laughing like that is contagious. It's a free gift. Think about it. Like, when you're around somebody like that laughing, isn't it a free gift of just joy of like, man, that's awesome. It's, it's freely and it's joyfully given to the people who experience that. Listen, that's how God wants you to be when you give, everybody. He's like, it's, just, it's awesome. You get to give from this sense of joy rather than this sense of obligation. So, so those are my reasons why. That's why, that's why uh, I'm enthusiastic about it. That's why I, I love doing it. Uh, and they don't have to be yours. I'm telling you, I don't even want to put any pressure on, on you to, for those to be your whys. And you may have different ones, but I just want this to help you see that the why really, really does matter. Okay, so now what do we do with these? What do Courtney and I do? Well, here's the thing. I'm just gonna, I don't want this to over, overshadow like the, the whys because the why is so important, but I'm gonna just give you three things that we do with this. Well, Courtney and I, land, where we land the plane on this, we, we start with a why, and then I'm gonna give you three things, just three things. Uh, that we do with our financial uh, planning, what we do with, with our, uh, our finances. And I'm gonna give this to you. And I don't, again, I don't want this to overtake what we just talked about. The whys are so important. But I think for some of you here, you might need some help. And like, well, how does that work? What do you do? And so I'm just gonna share these three things. Now, here's what I wanna tell you. They're very simple. <laughs> like the three things that Courtney and I do with this, are, it's not very complicated, but here's what I'm gonna tell you. We do not waver from them. We don't waver from the order of it. And we don't waver from how we actually, it's just three things, but, but they're rocks. Like they're rocks in uh, our life. And so, uh, so we're going from the whys to, to handle our personal finances. Here's the first thing that Courtney and I land on. We first, with all these whys involved, we say, okay, we're gonna recognize first and foremost that God owns it all. That's like the first like mindset we have. Like, you know, he owns it all. Everything is his. So we just agree that God owns all of it. By the way, gang, this is a fundamental uh, staple for Christians, for people who love Jesus, a characteristic that we have to have as believers of Christ. We see through the lens uh, of this idea of like everything that comes my way, including my paycheck, it's not mine. It's actually God. It comes from God. First Corinthians 4, 7 says, what did you receive? What did you get that you didn't receive? God's like, I gave that to you. Why, why are you thinking that's yours? Like, what did you get that you did not receive? So this is how we see it with us and God. That's just where we start. It's all his. We recognize it's not even ours. We're just managers of it. Like, we are managers of that. So that causes us to go, okay, God, what, what, what do you want us to do with it? And that goes into our second thing is that we give first to God. It's just, again, just working these out, uh, really simple, really easy. We just give first to God. Listen, for us, this is just, this is a, for, it's a conviction we land on. And based on what the scripture tells us, it's just straight, straight there. And so we're just gonna do that and follow it and what it says to us. So according, I don't even waver on this. We give our first uh, by giving it to God first. And the first thing that goes is, is what we give to God. And what a lot of people call that is a tithe. A lot of churches talk about that. A lot of people, and what tithe means is a tenth. So we just unwaver, unwavingly, we give the first 10% of what comes into God and we give it specifically to the local church. We give it to River Ridge Church. Uh, we, just, we just land on that. It's, it's very clear for us in what God says that we need to do with that. And so no questions asked, we do it. I love giving to this church. I love giving to this church. It's not, it's, it's easy to give to this church. And, uh, and, and then what we do is we, if we have the means, if we, if we have, have that call by God, then we give other things to people in organizations that we love, but it doesn't come from the 10%. Is if we have the ability and God wants to do it, then we have to say, okay, we gotta find it somewhere else because uh, it's not coming uh, from the first that goes to God, okay? So I don't have time to get into this, but uh, the Bible's clear for that. Just for us, it's like we're, we're settled on that. Like it's just, well, it's black and white. And so uh, if you look at our budgeting spread, like we give electronically. So it's not like it's like the very first, but we, we here's what it, my spreadsheet looks like. Uh, like it, it's the very first line. Every time, it's not the last. We don't go all the way down to see what we got left. It's the very first. And we say, now we work from there. So that's just what we do. So, so we don't go down to see what's left. The first thing that gets counted is that. And, and then when we meet for our annual budget meeting, yeah, it's a hot date. Uh, and it's like, man, Let's talk some clothing allowance. You know what I mean? It's like, 
oh yeah. And it's, it's really, it's very, very, very consuming. Anyways, but we go and uh, we do that. And, uh, but man, uh, but this one's already decided for us. Like it's already done. Like we, we don't even have to talk about it. Like it's just, that's where we are. And then here's the third thing we do that we live and save on the rest. That's where, that, and gang, here's the thing. This is where, you know, again, I just want to give you my lens of things and like where I, like the, I think a lot of people that flip-flop there, but we, this is the one that kind of, we just don't know, man. We don't know. Sometimes we, we can't save as much as we wish we could. And sometimes we can't live the way that, that we want to, but we're not going to change from one and two. Like that's already done. Like we're not going to flex around giving to God or recognizing that it's all God's, okay? And, and here's the thing, like, so we want to save for the future. We want to live on the rest. And I'll tell you right now, with a six-year-old and a four-year-old and a 41-year-old kid, like it's very, you know, we want to live off some other things. So, so we give each other flexibilities every now and then. We're not like crazy. Like you, we actually made up a holiday uh, a few years ago called Treat Yourself. Like where we just like said, all right, man, we're going to be a little bit flexible and, and let you get something that you've always wanted to get within reason, within reason. And we just go, treat yourself. Like that's what we do uh, just to help us kind of move along. But listen, this third one, like you just, man, there are times where we're, and we're not perfect at this. We live a little more sometimes than we should and we give, give each other grace in there. And sometimes, because then we can't save as much and it's like, well, that's okay. And, and, and so we, you know, we, we don't waver though from the first 10% that goes to God. Or, and, and so our savings may take hits, everybody. Like I wish I had more savings sometimes. We, we just don't. Like, and our living, you know, sometimes isn't as, as good as we wish it was or, or anything like this. But listen to me, just for us. And I'm, praying this for you for us like we just there no kind of living is worth compromising giving to god that's just what we decided we're like no it's too great to give to god so we're not going to ever compromise that and, and again i'm not sharing this to put pressure on you or anything like that i don't like i just don't want to do that and, and i just i know for a lot of us we want to be a part of something bigger than us we want to give to something like this and i think for so many of us you know what i think you need it's just one thing you just don't have a plan that's it. Like, you just don't have a plan. You haven't sat down with your family or you haven't sat down with God to go, do we really have a plan? Like, can we just, let's just sit down and, and, and write this down and, and, and see, because we want to be a part of what God's doing. So, so you need to wrestle with what God says. You need to ask some questions and write down a plan, okay? So I'm gonna uh, just kind of land a plan on this. Like, and for some of you, like, I want to help you. And it's really just asking two questions. That's all I want to do. I mean, again, we're not going to pass out. I'm not asking you to make a commitment today. Like, it, it's not about that. But I want you to think about this. Think about what God says. Think about your life. Think about what he's done for you. And I just want you to ask these uh, two questions. And I hope you consider the importance of this. Like, I, I hope you see that God's heart in this, not uh, that he doesn't really, he doesn't really need your money. He wants your heart. And so, so as you're going through this, with, when it comes to your money, when it comes to stuff, comes your way, just two questions that you might want to ask today or this week on your budgeting date night that you're going to have now. Um, what is it? What is making an eternal difference? Like, just look at, look at what comes in. Just ask this question. Do I have a, is there, is there a plan to give to an eternal thing? Do I know what that number is? Are we giving, like, is there a part that is like intentional in giving to make an eternal difference? Let's just ask that question. Is it or not? Do we have a plan or not? And then here's the second question that you should ask. Like, well, God, what do you want me to do? It's yours. What, what do you want me, what do you want me to do? I think some of you, like, if you just sit down, if you think about this and just talk to God a little bit, write some things down, do what, and look at what the Bible says to do and just and, and decide. It says, just decide in your heart. Just decide, and then make a plan. I think that's a start. I think it's a great start for so many of you. And, and maybe you're here and you want to be generous, but you're like, man, uh, like, we're, we're a mess. Like, we're a mess, and I want to do that. I want to be a part of that. Uh, we've, we've just over-consumed. We've done this. We've tried to do this American dream thing. It's just, we're lost. We, we don't even know where to start, and I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to give back to God. Uh, and so you got questions or you need help, and, and we want to help you. We want to help you. 
Uh, we just want to be a church that helps people meet, meet you right where you are with this. And so uh, every year we do offer a financial short-term group, uh, a financial group. Uh, but, but until that comes again, here's what we decided to do. We're going to give you uh, a professional financial counselor that w- is available. And it's good. we're going to just have this one-time workshop for anybody and everybody who wants to come and just learn a little bit about what financial budgeting looks like, all these things that, that would be very helpful for the people. It's going to be the first week of December. It's open for anybody who wants to do it. And here's the easiest way to sign up. If you have your phone, Get on the phone, get on that River Ridge app on your phone, and just on the bottom of that, you'll see a little dollar sign that says the financial workshop. You hit that, you'll sign up, we'll get in contact with you. If you don't have the app on there, email us or fill out a card and just tell us, I want to be in the financial workshop. It's going to be the first week in December, okay? Sign up for that. Don't miss that. If, if you could, man, I'm telling you, we want you to be a part of what God's doing. And, and I think God will help you uh, break through some of those things that have been holding you back and holding you down and challenging you as a family to, to be generous to the way God wants you to do it. Here's what I want to end with. I know this is the third time I said I'm going to end. Um, the average American, if you work over a 45-year or 40-year period, the average American is going to handle about $3 million. Did you know that? $3 million. You're going to manage about $3 million bucks. Some of you, actually a lot of you, even more than that. And gang, hear me on this. You don't get to keep one penny. Not, not one penny. You don't, you don't keep any of that. And so, so I want to challenge you to think about what is the legacy I want to leave? Like, what do I want my family to see? What do I want people to say about me when, when, when I'm way beyond that? And when, when people talk about, like, what do they want to say about how I dealt with what came my way? I am going to be a manager of this, and I just want to be a part of what God's doing. I want to challenge you to think about because, gang, it's one of the greatest opportunities to see God work in your life. It's one of the greatest partnerships that you could ever have. So I just want to challenge you to think about that and be a part of something eternal and amazing because it is amazing to be a part of that. It really is, okay? So think about it, right? Think about it. Think about your family. Think about God. Find some wise. Decide in your heart. Get a plan. All right, let's pray. She said amen. All right. Whoever that was, your mom and dad, you got to do that now. That's what she was saying. God, we love you. Man, thank you that you don't, man, I'm telling you, you just call us to a bigger thing. Man, and, and money is such a hard thing. It grasps us. It like it takes a hold of us. But you have these things in place to free us up from that. And, and man, you have a way to show us that, man, this is the better thing. This is the blessing that I want to have for your life. It's not to get more stuff, but it's to actually see people and be a part of me changing people in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us to see that. God, for those of us who are, uh, man, I'm so thankful for this church, God. The fact that I can stand up in here and, and, and say with all the integrity I got that we have a very generous church, that, that we're doing okay. It's just a blessing to say that. God, thank you. Thank you for the hearts of people in here who are already doing that. And for those of us who are not there, maybe we're just, we just haven't made a plan. Help us to, to see that this is worth planning. This is definitely worth it. This is worth anything else that we could think about uh, being a part of, the greater work, the, the awesome stuff that you're doing. And for those of us who are stuck, God, help us. Help us to come alongside of them. Help them to um, just see that, that you can uh, break through uh, and, and, and make a change for them for the better. Uh, and I just pray for that, God. Help us all to see the, ba- the, the greater thing. Help us to see that, that man, this is, this is the impact worth being a part of. We love you, and we pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, have a great Sunday, everybody. Next week, we're going to continue this by going through being rich in good deeds. You're not going to want to miss next week. See you next time.